Welcome to Throwback Misadventures with Josh and Noel. This week on the podcast, we're making waffles! Bring in the 20th anniversary of the beloved 2001 Oscar winner with us and the birth of the franchise. We're covering Shrek, Shrek 2, Shrek the 3rd, Shrek Forever After, Puss in Boots, and Shrek the Musical. We're covering it all. And boy, did we watch it all. Yeah, even that uh, that Shrek musical, which was, um, well, we'll get to that later because I don't even know what the proper word is. <laughs> I got a few. <laughs> uh, according to the original film, uh, there was an, actually an ogre named Throwback, and he was uh, the only ogre to ever spit over three wheat fields. So we share a name with a famous ogre in Shrek lore. <laughs> it, fun fact. <laughs> now let's go to Far, Far Away in an onion carriage and begin our journey on this ogre-sized episode. Insert cute theme music that we don't have here. Welcome to our pod and our perfect sound. Yes, we have some rules. Let us lay them down. Don't hate our faves. His are mine. And we'll get along fine. Our pod is the perfect place. Have good taste. Have some class. Give us views. Like your face. Our pod is. Our pod is. Our pod is a perfect place. <laughs> yeah, why don't we talk about... Our history with the Shrek movies. Did you see Shrek in theaters, the first one, or any of them in theaters? Honestly, I was trying to think about this all morning because I don't remember. I actually think I had no interest in it at all when it first came out. Like, I think I looked at it as like a bargain basement Disney movie that was like trying to pose as like you know a Disney movie, and I was like, I don't want to see that. But then it kept like shattering records, and I remember it was on like the front page of the newspaper. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I should watch this. But I don't know if I went to the theater or did I just go out and buy like a VHS? Like, did I, is that what we did back then? If we saw a movie we thought we would like, we bought it? I don't think so. But I remember like, I definitely saw it in school. Like when they would roll on the TV to like English class or something. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and we were like, oh, we're going to watch some like educational garbage. But then my teacher was like, actually we're just gonna watch Shrek and we were like oh my god so <laughs> so even like middle school I was like what 12 when this came out in 2001 so even like middle school if this they weren't too cool for this movie no that's beautiful it, it's funny actually that you say bargain bargain basement Disney because I was reading that they had like a screening with Disney executives to make sure that they couldn't sue them for anything that was in the movie and um <laughs> and it, it's it's kind of funny because it, 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 it was to the point where um, Radio Disney, apparently they didn't let uh, DreamWorks run any of their, like, ads for Shrek on Radio Disney at the time because they were, like, sort of slightly offended, even though they weren't going to sue them. They were just offended. Oh my God, remember Radio Disney? <laughs> I never really listened to Radio Disney. I don't know. That was, that was never my thing. It was strange. I think it was, like, a legit AM. It wasn't even on FM. It was, like, AM, and it would always play, like, Disney Channel stuff or like hillary duff's latest single <laughs> like <laughs> hillary duff yeah i i actually did see this um in theaters i saw i actually saw all of them in theaters although i didn't see shrek the musical on broadway in theaters and i yeah i, I for a reason i guess but um was that released in theaters i i just meant like a broadway theater i was just being like you know stupid but oh. excuse, <laughs> excuse yourself but uh, I mean, who's like your favorite character out of out of the uh, all the movies? You have a, a specific character that you like love that's not like Fiona because I mean that's obvious. What's that supposed to mean? Are you trying to say that like me and Fiona have 
this bond because we both look like ogres. No, I'm saying? trying to say that like everybody loves Fiona, uh-huh. including me. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you're on my list, pal. You're you're people I love list. Um, not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, what's so good about this movie is I think, like I said, like middle school kids weren't too cool for it, and even like the adults liked it because there were so many like little adult jokes that they kind of put in there for like the parents to catch. And this movie is just so quotable. Like, I would constantly quote. I still quote this movie daily. And, you know, that's how I discover if somebody's cool is if they get my, my reference. But um, as far as favorite characters, I think the side characters are where mostly where my love goes. Like, I love Donkey because Donkey's very quotable. But, like, Gingerbread Man, Gingy. Oh, my God. Uh, the three blind mice. <laughs> I love the three blind mice. The three plot problematic blind mice. Um, and, like, the three little, like, Swedish pigs. <laughs> are they Swedish? <laughs> I think they are Swedish. <laughs> they hoofed and they puffed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Great. And they signed an eviction notice. <laughs> <laughs> that was better line delivery than the musical, okay? Honestly, you're not wrong. <laughs> and, like, speaking of accents, I feel like Shrek was, like, super Canadian in this movie. I know he's supposed to be, like, what is it? Like, New Zealand? What is he? I think he's supposed to be Scottish or something. No? Oh, right. Yeah. Scottish. <laughs> I forgot Scott. Scotland existed. You know, Mike Myers is Canadian, I think, right? So I feel like his accent kind of kept bleeding through, and I kept making fun of that when we had our rewatch. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, actually, um, again, I was reading about, like, different, like, different starts and stuff for the first movie. And uh, when Mike Myers took over for the role, he did originally envision Shrek as being Canadian. And he did, like, a very, very strong Canadian accent. But he didn't think it was working, so he switched it to a Scottish accent. That reminds me of, like, did you ever see Brother Bear? I did. That's actually, that's not one of my favorite Disney movies, though, but it, it's a good one. Me neither. It's very strange, but it just made me think of, like, Rick Moranis as, like, the Canadian moose. Oh, my God. And they were, like, super, super Canadian. <laughs> yeah, that movie's messed up. Great soundtrack. Another great soundtrack, but... A very strange movie that I kind of feel like I wish I had been in, like, the pitch meeting for that one. I, I was laughing, actually. I was going through my, my notebooks, because I used to keep movie notebooks. And, um... Nerd. I, I had saved... I know. I had saved, uh... It was, like, some kind of a chicken tender box or something that my mom got me for, from Shrek 2. And I had it, like... I had it, like... Ta- well, Ew. it was one of those ones that, that had, like, the... It had a it had a freaking calendar on the back of it. So it was it was supposed to be like you pull it apart, you know, and it has like different pieces to save of it. And it was a 2004 calendar <laughs> with like Shrek characters on it. It's amazing. I mean, I can't hate on you because honestly, I still have like the boxes that the Harry Potter books came in at Barnes and Noble. The ones that say like, do not open until, you know, July, whatever the fuck, 2005. Oh my God, I remember that. And, uh, yeah. And like, I stole boxes every time I went to like a midnight <laughs> whatever and i still have them back to uh favorite characters i didn't say what mine was (laughs) i also agree that i love all the side characters and especially like especially donkey is great i mean you can't have shrek without donkey but i think that probably puss in boots even though that's not the first movie it's just a series overall puss in boots and um uh pinocchio is amazing like he's randomly wearing a thong in the second movie i don't know why but i love it (laughs) See, I feel like I honestly think that's, like, the one joke that made me, like, not like the second one when it first came out. I was like, oh, like, rolling my eyes kind of a joke. 
Like it just seemed like very strange and not very timely to put in. I don't think it aged well. Like I feel like nowadays people would be like, oh my God, canceled. Well, there's quite a lot of things in these movies that I think would get canceled, including the uh, the cross-dressing, quote-unquote, fox. The gender-confused wolf. It's a wolf. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the gender-confused wolf. I said fox, didn't I? Oh, we forgot Lord Fuckwad. He's pretty iconic as a character and also very quotable. This Again... We're going to have to go over like our favorite quotes because there are so many good ones in the There's a lot of great ones. Wait, so who is the best villain overall in the in the four movies? Well, not four movies, sorry, five movies and one musical that we're not counting. I can't even think of like who they were. I think it was Lord Farquaad, yes. Fairy Godmother. Yep. I mean, she's like a, a, a gay icon in the second one, but, you know, as far as villains, I think Lord Farquaad is just funnier, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just really like his character. And he reminds me of, like, the berries and cream guy. Remember that creepy commercial for berries and cream? I think it was, like, Starburst or something. Oh, my God. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. So the the villains in the other ones. So in Shrek 3, it was Prince Charming. In Shrek 4, it was Rumpelstiltskin. And then Puss in Boots, it was Humpty Dumpty. Was there a fun fact? Like, they literally wanted him to be named, like, Fuckwad. <laughs> All right. So I never noticed that either. But it's very obvious when, when you're an adult that's, that that was kind of something was there oh my god lord farquaad was so quotable during the pandemic like that meme of him saying you know some of you may die but it's a sacrifice i'm willing to make i say that all the time and i said that about my boss constantly it was so accurate eat me tweet i mean come on gingerbread man gingy he's so quotable that whole scene it's just so good not my button. Not my gumdrop button. Oh my god, that sounded just like him. <laughs> but basically, Shrek is a, a lonely, angry ogre that lives in a swamp, and his swamp starts getting invaded by all these random fairy tale creatures that are just showing up in his bed, in his yard, all over, all over his swamp. Um, I have a fun little fun fact for you. So we recently, obviously, rewatched this together. And right before, I was like, hold on, I, you know, let me just go to the bathroom and let me just pee real quick and, you know, we'll start. And I was in a rush and I was running very quickly because I didn't want to, like, annoy you guys and be late. And that is actually when I broke my foot. I just realized looking back, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back at our conversations when I was taking notes, I broke my foot in the rush to watch Shrek with you. My pinky got caught and the rest of me kept going. And now I have a broken foot. Oh my god. See the things I do for my art. My art pop. No. Is a broken foot. <laughs> my art pop. That's so sad. I know. What are your favorite um sorry, I'm just gonna like take over now. What are your favorite like little like adult jokes that you noticed that they like kinda like hid in the movie? Oh my god, there's like so many of them, but um I feel like it went around like that weird like porno Farquaad scene where he's like watching Fiona and then he looks under the covers. Oh yeah, that's super weird. That's super weird. <laughs> Wonder what he was doing. <laughs> Just to finish off the rest of the plot summary. After all these fairy tale creatures start showing up at Shrek's place, he goes to see Lord Farquaad who reigns over the land to be like, "Why the hell are these people in my yard and taking over my swamp?" And Lord Farquaad just tells him, "I mean, I'll get them out of your swamp, but you need to go rescue this really hot princess for me because I'm creepy short and I don't have any drive to go do it myself from a fire breathing dragon. 
And then they go on a quest to return Fiona back to Lord Farquaad. Yes, he brings Donkey with him. I can talk. I love to talk. I'm not talking this damn thing you ever saw. I'm all alone. Here <laughs> My problems have all gone. There's no one to derail me. This is just going to be us randomly, you know, saying all these quotes. <laughs> you gotta have friends. We got to talk about the animal abuse in the first movie before, you know, we move on to anything else. Because <laughs> that was just like, I couldn't believe my eyes when I was re-watching this movie. <laughs> no, you kept going, animal abuse, cancelled. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think the, I don't know what the most jarring one was, whether it was the, uh, the bird exploding, which is always like a favorite, a favorite scene, or if it's, uh, you know, blowing right. up those animals like balloons, where they clearly look like they're still alive with their eyes like wide like why the hell am i a balloon <laughs> they're just like well i guess i'm just gonna float away to my death now <laughs> and what about mama bear oh my god fun fact not so fun fact <laughs> i don't know why i sounded swedish when i said that <laughs> not so fun fact <laughs> but yeah that's a, that is a not so fun fact is that um if you look closely i know a lot of people probably know this already but mama bear um, is taken by Lord Farquaad's men, and very early on you see Baby Bear and Papa Bear crying, and later on you see it's because Mama Bear has been killed and she is a rug in Lord Farquaad's room. When I first saw that, I thought that was devastating. But at the end of the movie, there's like a karaoke party or something, and she's still alive, so I'm gonna just let that be canon. Some magic made her alive, but you know, that's one of those little adult things that you can look for in the background. I feel like throughout all of the uh, the Shrek movies, there was always, like, really interesting things they, like, put in the background. So, like, if you pay attention to, like, the details of things, like, you'll always notice little things that they, you know, they were trying to hint at and stuff. I feel like that's a good mark of, like, a good quality movie because it has a lot of, like, you know, rewatchable qualities. Like, it, you can watch it over and over. And as we get older, it doesn't get any, like, you know, lamer. It's not, it's, it gets better, I think, because there are things that you catch I mean, we had a great time rewatching this in our old age. We definitely did. I, honestly, I think this is probably one of the better rewatches that we've done. Is there was a lot of, uh, just a lot of fun things. And then you had never seen the fourth one. I had never seen the musical. <laughs> um, but I had seen all the rest Ugh. of the stuff. But I still had a great time rewatching them. I was kind of thinking that, like, I feel like when this movie came out, like, Smash Mouth wasn't as big anymore. Like, I think All Star came out before this movie. So, like, our generation knew that song, but I feel like as we were getting older, this kind of, like, brought, you know, the song All-Star to, like, a new generation. I think Smash Mouth is just set for life now because people just associate that song with the opening to this movie. I literally think Smash Mouth, and I only think of this movie and the ending of Rat Race, where they just end up at a Smash Mouth concert. <laughs> Those are the only two. The only two things I associate with Smash, Smash Mouth, but I love Smash Mouth. So, fun fact... Chris Farley <laughs> was originally cast as Shrek and recorded 80 to 95% of his dialogue. That is so crazy. And I can't even imagine like him in the role. I, I don't know. It, it, apparently when Chris Farley was in the role, he was going to be like this very like self-deprecating, like chubby, ch chunky teenager kind of like that was the, the role that I was, I was reading up on. So I guess it wasn't like the exact same iteration of the movie, but it's very interesting that, he almost finished the movie before he passed away. I wonder if it would have been so different, and I wonder if it would have been as uh, as big of a thing. 
I kind of, I can see him in the role, but not in the teenage role that you're describing. I can kind of see him in like, you know, the current version of Shrek. You know, I wonder if he would have an accent or if he would just be like that aggressive, loud kind of, you know, comedy that Chris Farley was known for, you know, or if he was just going to be like yelling all the time. Like, I think Mike Myers obviously was the right choice. It's hard to kind of like envision characters as somebody else portraying especially when it's such an iconic character too because like i mean we've grown to know mike myers voice as this character over like so many different movies so it's hard it's just hard i also hear fat bastard a lot when i watch shrek because it's like very similar voice same accent a little less definitely yeah but i i kind of hear that well the only other thing i wanted to add was that um i was pretty happy that shrek won best animated film at the oscars and it won over monsters inc which is very surprising to me because Pixar literally wins Pixar literally wins every single like thing they're nominated for. And Shrek won the very first uh, Academy Awards Oscar for best original for best animated film. Really? Yeah. They, before that they never had a category for animated for animation. Really? But didn't Beauty and the Beast win? Or did that just win Best Picture? Yeah, so Beauty and the Beast uh I don't did it win Best Picture or was it just nominated for Best Picture? It definitely won. It was like the first Disney movie to win an Oscar. Yeah, I can't remember which, but it, yeah, the the category didn't even exist for just animation until two thousand one oh, or two thousand two, technically. Wow, that's interesting. In nineteen ninety two, Beating the Beast won Best Original Score, Best Picture, and Best Sound. Mixing. Wow, it did win Best Picture. Holy shit, that's big. Yeah, deserved. And I th- I do think Shrek deserved it over Monsters Inc. I mean, I like Monsters Inc., but I wasn't like in love with it like I was Shrek. Same. I just like I relate a lot more to like fairy tale type stuff. So I mean, I, I that was one of the reasons I just loved all the Shrek movies. No comment. There's a fairy joke here somewhere that I'm not gonna make. <laughs> I'm a fairy. Um. I'm a real boy. <laughs> go on Shrek two. Let's go far, far away. Head to Shrek two. So uh, this time around, Shrek and Fiona return from their wedding, only to be greeted by several goofy messengers, who uh, tell Shrek and Fiona that they're wanted in the kingdom of far, far away, which is where Fiona's parents live to go to a royal ball. And um, Donkey comes with them, but when they get to the castle, the king and queen are, don't give them a very warm reception. They weren't really expecting ogres. Uh, the fairy godmother is pretty mad because she wanted Fiona to end up with, with uh, Prince Charming, who is just like this bumbling idiot. So uh, she kind of takes her whole array of potions and magics and shit to try to get Shrek to be, like, unfavorable in Fiona's eyes so that she'll go with, with Prince Charming. Tale as old as time. And, uh, yeah, they meet uh, Puss in Boots in this one, too, which is uh, which is big because he's in all the entire rest of the series after this movie. I think that was, like, the one thing that, at the time, kids our age took away from this movie was just that scene with his eyeballs. It was just so cute and so, like, well done. Like, people just constantly reference that. Did you know that the Gingerbread Man directed the sequel? The voice of the not. gingerbread man. Yeah. And then the voice of the magic mirror directed the third one. <laughs> so strange. Magic mirror is well done. I like him. I really liked like when they went to far, far away and they, they finally get there. Like all the stores are like weird fairy tale versions of like Starbucks or Burger King. Like you really have to look in the background to catch all the references and all the movie references too. Yeah, there's so many movie references in this. And uh, there's even like TV references like th- that cops reference with the catnip. 
it's 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 for my black coma. Cancelled. <laughs> oh my god. And then uh there's even like an alien reference with the puss in boots jumping out of Shrek's uh like chest. Yeah, jumping out of his chest and then there's a uh, I, would you say this that that was an Austin Powers reference in the beginning with Shrek and Fiona farting in the in the mud bath? I don't think so. I think that's really just a Mike Myers reference, and I think fart humor was very big with like Shrek's demographic at the time. But I do think you know there is an Austin Powers reference in this movie. I think that's why I wrote down boobs in my note because there was like when they're walking up to the castle for the first time, they do that thing where like they say a clip from a conversation and then they move to somewhere else. It's like, oh, it looks like a giant boobs. Or, and then, like, somebody else starts talking. <laughs> so I thought that was definitely an Austin Powers reference. That, has, that one definitely, for sure, was an Austin Powers reference. I just want to say that Fiona's castle looks like Princess Peach Castle. I could see that. I could definitely see that. that. Yeah, the fairy godmother we talked about already briefly, but she's amazing in this movie. And that cover of, uh, of I Need a Hero is possibly the most iconic cover of it ever even more iconic than the glee one sorry sorry not sorry but <laughs> it's just so good and it's like so well done like i had to look it up because i was like oh my gosh who is this person that is just slaying the shit out of the song like honestly give me the mp3 <laughs> <laughs> right but, but i need a hero is just like so it, it's it like it's really it adds suspense to the scene like it's just awesome so well done it adds, it adds everything. It's just so good. I, I don't even know how to describe how well done it is. And it's like, you know, a show-stopping number. It's so good in this movie. Yeah, it's literally a show-stopping number. And it's a show-stopping number in a movie that's, like, spoofing fairy tales and, like, show-stopping yeah. numbers. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's so awesome. So would you say that your favorite character in this is Puss, Puss in Boots? I think so. I think Puss in Boots is my favorite character. I mean... Shrek was actually pretty hot as a as a real a, a real man though. I gotta say, he was doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> he was not doing it for me, but um, I don't know that anybody was in this in these movies. I, I'd have to think about that and ponder and circle back. You weren't into Prince Charming. Um, oh no, I'm not feeling him. Yeah, because he ordered like the kids' meal. That was weird. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot he ordered the kids' meal. That's right. <laughs> Our diet is ruined. <laughs> yeah hot trick was not doing it for me i mean i appreciate his chest hair i'll say that he was very built I, I appreciated that and and his he had like a curl he had like some curls going on there oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love me some curls you do um i did forget like when we we're watching it, i was like oh my god is this the one with like the giant gingerbread like brother or whatever at the end um he's so funny <laughs> Like at the end when he like dies, <laughs> and Gingy's just like he needs me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he dies like ET, and he's just like be good, and he just like drowns, and you never see him again. <laughs> yeah, he like cre- uh, Gingerbread Man like creates him. Yeah, like right. Like he, he's him. like he's like Muffin Man, Muffin Man, open your doors or something like that. Or something wow. like that. <laughs> fire up your fire up your ovens. Why are you doing so well? Yeah. <laughs> Should we go to Shrek 3? Yeah, let's devote um, as much time as they devoted to a plot um, by talking about Shrek the Third. Yeah, so funny story. <laughs> I mean, I did see this in theaters. I saw it in theaters a couple times. And the main reason that I did was, first of all, I was obsessed with Shrek, especially the second one, which I watched like a million times. But um, I also was really, really obsessed with Justin Timberlake. 
And when I knew that he was going to be voicing someone in this movie, I was like beyond excited. And then I was let down because the movie is, is kind of forgettable and it doesn't hold a candle to literally any of the other movies in the series. Yeah, just I think they were trying something by having this movie star Justin serious actor Timberlake and it just total flop. In terms of ranking, it ranks as low as it possibly could out of the six. You know, I prefer Broadway musicals in general and Cats uh, more than I prefer Justin Timberlake and children. So, you know, this is the movie where Shrek and Fiona start a family. So I just wasn't I wasn't feeling it. I remember nothing else from this movie. <laughs> Well, to give like a brief plot summary, and, and it's not really it's not really much because it, it seems like they didn't devote very much time to the plot in this one. But basically, King Harold uh, dies. He's on his deathbed, which is also the most hilarious and the best part of the movie when he dies like ten times and he keeps like being dramatic. I forgot he croaked. <laughs> yeah, he literally he literally croaks. <laughs> so uh, basically, Shrek becomes the the successor of his throne. But um, he wants to find somebody else to take over because he doesn't feel ready to rule the land. So he finds smarmy uh, Artie, who is uh, Justin Timberlake, to... Uh, Farty. Farty, yeah, to yeah. try to take over. <laughs> um, and that's really it. Wait, is that really what happens that... I just watched this with you, but Shrek inherits the throne? Yeah, he inherits the throne from... Uh, from the dot because he's like the male heir kind of what kind of bullshit what about fiona she was there first and she's the literal princess i don't know there okay <laughs> where's the feminism in this movie okay another reason to hate this movie there is no girl power no feminism i feel like irl fiona would get the throne like why not like england has had a queen for like 500 years she's she's been alive there's so. definitely a lack of feminism in this what like completely lack which they make up for in the fourth one but um prince charming basically like tries to take over the throne while shrek is away looking for Artie, and he's kind of like a blah villain i mean compared to his mom in the previous movie he's not really that intimidating or really very much of anything i don't even remember how he dies does he die I literally don't remember. Is this the movie with like where they kind of like team up with like Snow White and Aurora and Belle? I think so. <laughs> I remember I was excited because I saw Megan Hilty was in this, but I think she was just like the singing voice of somebody, maybe. Was she really? Megan Hilty Shrek the Third. Yeah. Fun fact. There are a lot of references to Smash in the Shrek universe. Gotta love that. Oh yeah, she was the singing voice of Snow White in the animated feature film Shrek the Third. I mean, no, Prince Charming definitely died. Oh, it's, it says he's the second villain to be killed by dragon, leaving only his crown, the first being Lord Farquaad. Like, I'm happy to forget it right now and move on to talking about the fourth. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We devoted like three minutes of it. I mean, I did think that the babies were cute. They were not. Uh, both from... They were not. These, these <laughs> are the things of nightmares. <laughs> These are like, oh, okay, no. These babies are the things that you see when you have sleep paralysis. Um, they reminded me of that creepy baby brother Angelica had on Rugrats with the drooling mouth who was like gigantic and chased her and tried to kill her. I don't know if you remember that from your childhood. Another traumatic episode that Nickelodeon gave us in our youth. But yeah, not a fan. 
Well, you got to at least admit that the dragon and donkey babies were cute in, like, oh, a yeah. weird hybrid kind of way. I love yeah, that. they were cute. They were adorable. I'll allow that. That's fine. They were cute. Uh, well, I guess we'll move on to Shrek Forever After with, uh, I, I, but I have to say this. Do the roar! Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had never seen this movie until we watched it, and I don't know why, but, um, and I had seen that meme, like, all the time on, like, Facebook, usually, like, of people who are at Universal waiting for the dragon to roar. They would post a picture of this kid, and it just was like, <laughs> do the roar, and I was like, what is that, what is that from? And now I know. It's a creepy child. Do the roar. Do the roar. I would have killed that kid. Like, Shrek lasted a lot longer than I would have before killing this child. And now, a brief plot synopsis from Josh. Yeah, I'll give you a, a brief little thing. So basically, in this one, Shrek is having a midlife crisis. Um, he's dealing with his babies, and he's not able to be a full-on ogre. He's just, uh, he's just kind of screwed. He's just dealing with the babies, and he loves Fiona, but he wants to, he wants to have some ogre time so Stiltskin makes him a really good offer to be oh. an ogre for a day and apparently there's not going to be any type of repercussions he just has to give up one day in his past and that'll be it i totally forgot that Stiltskin was in this one yeah he's the tiny little freak i really think that you know i would have enjoyed him more had i not seen once upon a time because to me that's Stiltskin. To me, they just did such a good job making him a villain that this guy, I was like, wait, where's his, like, creepy little meow? Like, a little giggle. <laughs> Didn't have any of that. So. This actually felt like an episode of Once Upon a Time in a lot of ways. But, like, peak Once Upon a Time when it was, like, great. That's how I felt about this movie. <laughs> I can see that because they did have a lot of episodes with, like, you know, alternate universe, alternate scenarios. That's, like, totally my jam. It's, like, alternate reality universe type things. Like, uh, you still have to watch it, but Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Iconic. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes, I use so? the word iconic again. <laughs> um, I did like how uh, how badass they made Fiona in this one, too. Like, the this alternate oh, yeah. reality version of her is just, like, this this badass bitch. Like, she is awesome. Yeah, I think I have to take back what I said before about there being no hot characters in the Shrek franchise, because Fiona looked hot as hell in her weird, like, what word am I looking for? Like, uh, gladiator get-up, her hair flowing in the wind, about to kick everybody's ass. This movie gave you all the feminism that the third one forgot. Yeah, this movie, in in a lot of ways, it felt like an apology for the third movie, being like, oh, by the way, like, we actually, like, know what we're doing, and we have we a plot. <laughs> we are so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of felt like it just brought everything full circle. It made me cry, actually, like, it, towards the end. Like, it just got so emotional because Shrek is desperately trying to return to, like, the status quo of, like, him having kids and his wife and all of that, and all of it is gone. So it's it's a whole, like, journey of him trying to get his life back together. Oh, I did love also love uh, Fat Puss in Boots because he was so cute. <laughs> and let's be real, fat cats are just better. Like when he's uh when he was trying to do that little you know the slow crawl down the uh what was it down like a wall or something, and he just like plops down <laughs> because he can't handle his weight. <laughs> he's too cute. I, I did read that originally Lord Farquaad, Fart, Fartwad was supposed to come back in Shrek Forever After, but they decided against it. That would have been kind of interesting, though, because they had 
like you know different versions of all these other characters so that would have been kind of interesting if they brought in lord farquaad yeah i really liked him i don't know why they decided not to all right well let's talk about puss in boots this one for some reason i saw in theaters i don't know why (laughs) i think i went into it knowing it was gonna suck and i think like someone wanted to go to the movies and i like that was all it was playing um but it wasn't that bad i think humpty dumpty creeped me out it's just something about his face Humpty Dumpty's horrifying. And is he not voiced by Josh God? No, he's Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I don't know why I just always associate <laughs> like weird. I know. I definitely thought that he was Josh Gad, but I was like, was Josh Gad a thing? No, I guess he wasn't. When this came out? I don't think so. I think he might have been on Broadway at the time in Book of Mormon or something. But uh, I, I mean, Puss in Boots is a prequel, so technically you didn't really miss out on anything in you know, and watching it before you saw Forever After. But yeah, I, I, I really like this movie. It's it's a very good, like, insight into uh, into the character of Puss in Boots. And you see, like, his roots, how he came to be who he was. And it's very, like, it's very stylized, like, to that, that style of almost like Zorro or something. Like, it has that, it has a style to it that's different from the other Shrek movies. Yeah, I... I wondered like was his character strong enough to kind of like star have his own movie you know but i mean obviously so because he has like a bunch of spin-off things so there must be an audience for it. i think maybe more so kids but i mean there were a lot of adult jokes in this one too because puss is kind of a very sexual being he uses all his nine lives to hook up <laughs> <laughs> i know he's so sexual i love how uh Anytime there's like a crazy line, they use that cat, that, that gasping cat. That's like, <laughs> oh, and like the litter box dance. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so, so good. accurate. <laughs> oh my gosh, and um, Puss's um, foster mom or whoever, I think, um, is voiced by Constance Marie, who I love, and I just wanted to throw that out there. Fun fact: I met her, and she touched my arm. Oh, your arm was touched. Oh, I guess also somewhat of villains in this one too. In addition to, um, in addition to Rumpelstiltskin, it's also Hansel and Gretel, who we both thought were brother and sister, but apparently aren't. <laughs> yeah, I was very sure. Was it Hansel and Gretel? No, Jack and Jill. Oh, Jack and Jill. Whoops. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I definitely thought Jack and Jill we're brother and sister, like, in the nursery rhyme or whatever. So, like, I'm watching this, and they're ta- these guys are talking about how they want to start a family, and I'm like, wait, what the hell? Is this movie, like, bringing us incest? Like, what's happening here? And apparently they are, like, a Bonnie and Clyde romantic duo. Yeah, so. and they just want to raise pigs and have little kids together, but also commit crimes. Very strange. Um, this actually was one of the movies I went and saw for my birthday because that year there wasn't really that much out and I had been dying to see this just because I, I love Puss in Boots character. Although I wasn't really sure if he could carry his own movie, but then I ended I, I mean, everybody that I, they came with me ended up loving it too. So it's, it's just one of those like fun kind of ridiculous animated movies, but it, it still has its like all of its fairy tale references and everything going for it. And they try to redeem Humpty Dumpty, but I don't think it worked. <laughs> oh, it, uh, Puss in Boots is actually getting a sequel, which is interesting. Yeah, it, it comes out in 2022, which is actually the longest uh, 
in between sequels for a DreamWorks movie. It's 11 years, 10 years, no, 11 years in between. Strange, but I hope it's good. <laughs> uh, Shrek the Musical, you want to start with this one? Yeah, speaking of things we want to do in 2022, uh, Broadway was uh, so enamored by the Shrek franchise that they decided to make Shrek the Musical. And I looked at this and never had any desire to go see it. I just, it looked terrible. Um, and it was pretty much what I expected when we watched. Actually, I think it was worse. <laughs> yes, I mean, I also kind of thought that it looked terrible. I'm not going to lie, just because it's such an it's such an animated thing. Like, it's just not, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I thought maybe it would surprise me. Like, I thought Beetlejuice looked terrible, but that's honestly one of my favorite musicals now ever. So I, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes it works. You know, but like I look at SpongeBob the musical and I feel like the same way, but I don't know if that's good. I mean, if that has a great following, so maybe that's better than this. I was stunned to read that Sutton Foster was in this. Stunned. <laughs> that this had such, and that it won like a Tony. You said it won a yeah, Tony Yeah, it was award. nominated for a lot of Tony Awards. I'm trying to look up exactly how many right now, but it was a lot of them. That blows my mind. It was, it was atrocious, <laughs> like really atrocious. Um, and I, yeah, Sun Foster is definitely way better than this. There's a whole, like, song where she's, like, farting back and forth with Shrek, and it was extremely cringy. Um, cringy is a great word for this, yeah. <laughs> she's also way better, though, than the final season of Younger, which I'm not sure if you're caught up on, but it's not great. <laughs> I'm not, um, <laughs> honestly, the best thing about this musical for me was just noticing, like, the Smash connections, the connections to Smash, and, uh. I think that was my favorite part, plus the end was also my favorite part. This just went on forever. Oh, my God. For those of you who don't know, it's on Netflix, and we watched it recently, and it just, oh, my God. It just, and I don't understand how it went so wrong, because you would think just putting such a great movie on the stage would work, because you love the movie. Why wouldn't it be good? But I think it's because the songs weren't good. Like, they were all, like, ballads. I think there was maybe one or two that was not a ballad. Yeah, I think it was like an hour deep or something before we even get to them rescuing Fiona, which that seems like a... I know, we were like, we're Sutton Foster. Yeah, that that just seemed like a very, a very strange choice. And I only liked one song in this entire movie, which is Freak Flag. I I feel, yeah, I agree. I feel like the side characters were like criminally underused. Because like Pinocchio was great and sounded exactly like him. Like I was so sure that it was the same guy that did the voice in the movies. He was great. I loved him, and I liked the uh, I liked the gingerbread man like puppet thing too. I thought that was cool, but there was way too many ballads. I wish there was more of the side characters. So I think that's I think they relied too much on like fart humor. Yeah, this was actually nominated. So it was nominated for twelve Drama Desk Awards and eight Tony Award nominations. Somehow, what else came out this year that year that that, that it was so slim slim pickings. I really don't know, but that's just pathetic because there's no way that this is a, I'm sorry. There's just no way. Everything is like the, I feel like the costuming was really bad too. What'd you think of Lord Farquaad's legs? (laughs) He was at least entertaining the actor that played him, but I don't think I hated, I honestly did not like donkey at all. He was completely flat. Yeah. That was a letdown. Um, But yeah, I came to the point where, I mean, once we were, like, 30 ballads deep, we were both like, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. But we we did finish it, though. 
We did finish it, yes. So Shrek's competition that year was Billy Elliot the Musical, Next to Normal, and Rock of Ages. Interesting. So I guess Slim Pickens. Yeah. I mean, I thought I would think Rock of Ages won, but I guess it didn't. I saw the movie, which I liked. Did you ever see that? Uh, No, I have not. Oh my god, Diego Boneta's the lead, bitch. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot How that dare habit. you? <laughs> I love his chin. Me too. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, so I guess that was a, it was a, a kind of blah year for the Tonys. I'm like, I'm like looking at all the things. Cut all this. Oh, Equus. <laughs> that was something I wanted to see. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I wanted to see that too, for reasons. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> Yes, I had a friend, we both had a friend that went to see that for reasons, and then uh, texted us a reaction of those reasons. Oh, God. Fun fact. Um, So do you want to, like, rank them all? Yeah, so definitely my favorite one, this is very close, though, between one and two, but my favorite one is definitely two, and then the first one, and then uh, Forever After. Then Puss in Boots, and then you have to go a little bit further down, <laughs> like uh, quite a lot of space down to get to the third one, and then like the musical is like doesn't even rank. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, this was hard for me too, but I think my number one is the first one just because it's just such a classic now, and it was so influential, I guess, in how we grew up. I don't know. It's just so good, and I think I've watched it more, and I've loved it longer. So that's number one for me, followed very closely by the second one. And that's something we forgot to say is like the second one did not suffer at all from like, you know how like normally sophomore movies just have a severe decline in quality. Yes, there was no decline in quality. None at all. Like off the top of my head, I'm thinking like, oh, Miss Congeniality and Legally Blonde were great. And then they had really like crappy sequels. Like the jokes are corny. Everything's over the top. None of that with the second movie. Um, followed closely by Shrek Forever After, Puss in Boots. You go down a little farther and then you get the musical. <laughs> I'm going to put the musical first because Damn. simply because it's Broadway and it has those connections to Smash. Um, then you go across the street um, in a bush under a stone and you find the third one. <laughs> oh my god. I'm surprised that you liked the musical more than the third one because you seem to really really hate it when we were watching it i mean it. <laughs> it's very close they're both terrible but honestly it it only gets higher than the third simply because it's broadway and the smash connections that's literally okay it. you know it's my support for the cast that's that's giving it that very slight it's 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 very close <laughs> i think that the third one is at least entertaining and and Though it's definitely forgettable, I, I'd rather something be forgettable than be, like, super, super bad. Yeah, honestly, it was a real struggle to get through. Like, I remember just laying in my bed, like, oh my god, when is this gonna end? It was very long, that musical, yeah. oh my god. Like, I can't um, imagine being in the theater. Do you have any hopes for a fifth no. movie? Do you want to see a fifth movie? Or do you think that, that Struck Forever After was a good enough ending that they don't need to make another movie? I do think it was a good ending. Like, if given the choice, I would rather have another Austin Powers movie than another Shrek movie. Oh, my God. But, I mean, I don't yes. know that what Mike Myers is doing, but if he has time to do both, I would be happy to watch both. I would watch both, too. Just have a Mike Myers renaissance. Make another Austin Powers and yep. make another Shrek. Uh, should we also talk about the 
Universal ride? Did you, have you gone on that? Mike, oh, I forgot about that. I did, <laughs> but I don't remember it at all. Um, right, Shrek and 4D. Um, I would rank that ride higher than the musical in the third yeah, movie. Yeah, me too. That ride is actually pretty cool. Honestly, I'd rank it higher than Puss in Boots. Damn. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't even remember it. I think it was just like a crowded room with 3D glasses and a lot of children and a lot of fart jokes. I think there might be smell-o-vision happening there. It's like a 4D, 4D thing. Yeah, I think that... I'm assuming they piped in the smell of onions. I think that Lord Farquaad's ghost comes back in that one. And that's, like, the... Oh. That's, like, the plot. It's, like, his ghost is, like, trying to, to uh, take back over or something. I kind of wish I had um, gone to, like, a meet-and-greet at Universal, because I'm pretty sure they have one, but I just was not with people that wanted to do that kind of thing. I think I got a picture with, with Puss in Boots. I'll, I'll post it on our socials. <laughs> Coming up on the podcast, we'll be celebrating the 20th anniversary of Twister. We'll be checking out Brink again, which I haven't seen since last year, which was the first time I watched it. <laughs> Soul Uh Doing a Willy Wonka double feature. That sounds like pretty pretty fun. I mean, I, I love both Are of them. Are we? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. When did we when did we agree to that? Just now. And what? um a Cinderella what? a Cinderella retrospective, which we discussed quite a few times. Um and you have to watch Cinderella Twist in Time, but you can skip Cinderella too. I mean that one is just bad. And then I saw her face. Do, 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 do. <laughs> now I'm a believer. Not a trace. A doubt in my mind. <laughs> and then I saw a face. <laughs> now I'm a believer. Do, 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 do. I'm in love. I believe, 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 I believe. Hey. Not a trace. A doubt in my mind. Because I'm in love. I'm a believer! Yeah! Bye-bye! See you later! Our pot is, our pot is, our pot is the perfect place! Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Throwback Misadventures. Please consider liking, subscribing, and following us on social media and all of your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. You can find us at Pod Misadventure on Twitter and Instagram, Throwback Misadventures on Facebook and YouTube, or keep it throwback and send us an email, podmisadventure at gmail.com. See you real soon.